in our day-to-day lives, we have to give ourselves space to reflect and to build that self-awareness into this process. Because if you're not learning from the journey, then it's all going to seem pointless. If you're going through all this bad stuff and you don't really know why, then it's going to seem pointless. If you have a mission, if you have a thing you're driving towards, if you're driving towards an extraordinary life or driving towards some other goal, all the downs will have a purpose. All the ups will have a purpose. All the lessons learned will have a purpose and you can keep driving forward. Hello, beautiful people, and welcome back to another episode of Live an Extraordinary Life. I am your host, Tim Bishop, and this podcast serves as a guide to help you identify what an extraordinary life is for yourself. And on today's episode, I'm going to be talking about my favorite book that I have ever read. In fact, I actually have read it four times, and now it is a book that I read once a year. This thing is honestly like a religious text to me, and and it has so many incredible life lessons mixed into this short, sweet, and simple story. The book is The Alchemist by Paulo Coelho, and the entire book basically serves as a metaphor um, for life. It is about a shepherd boy named Santiago who goes off and attempts to find what Polo calls the personal legend. So to start off, an alchemist is someone who can turn lead into gold. And this right off the bat sets the tone for the bigger messages of this book, which are that we can turn anything bad into something good in our life. And it is a conscious choice that we can make. And Paolo describes this choice as chasing your personal legend. And the personal legend, as Paolo describes it, is something that you were made to do. It is um, kind of like a calling, one might say, or a... A, almost a quest, a journey to, to find a treasure in your life. But the personal legend is really the, is really the main theme of this book. We are walked down one man's journey, Santiago, and his adventures trying to find his personal legend. So it's basically like a journey to stepping into your purpose and your calling and the things that you know you must do in the world. But in this sense, it's literally a journey because the main character is a shepherd. And one day he goes into town because he keeps having the same dream over and over again. And the dream is him at the Egyptian pyramids. And he goes into town and a dream reader basically tells him that he needs to go to the pyramids of Egypt because a big treasure awaits him. The book is about him trying to get to Egypt. He lives in southern Spain, so he crosses the border into Africa. And the book is about him, the people he meets, and the things that he learns along the way towards finding his treasure. I'm not going to break down this simple story, but I'm going to talk about just some of the things. I just highlighted some of my favorite quotes and some of my favorite topics and lessons here that the book really emphasizes. And those three sort of topics are the element of dream t- chasing or chasing your personal legend, the idea behind being present and that the secret to living is in the now, some life lessons, and then some metaphors again. So I'm going to finish up with a few more metaphors before I dive into the, the other themes. But besides the metaphor of the alchemy, it was interesting, or the alchemist, excuse me, it was interesting that he decided to use a shepherd. A shepherd is someone who has a very straightforward job, which is to keep the sheep alive and to nurture them and be their guide. And there was a quote in the book that said, here I am between my flock and my treasure. He had to choose between something he had become accustomed to and something he wanted to have. So I think this is kind of the first step 
in dream chasing. You could call it, I don't know if Paul L was trying to emphasize this good versus great idea, which is that, you know, he wasn't unhappy as a shepherd and he enjoyed his life, but he knew that there was something else out there and he knew he needed to chase it. So right away, this stuck with me when you think about what's the flock in your life? You know, what is that flock that you're tending to and that you're accustomed to versus what is the treasure in your life that you know might be out there that you think you might want to go chase? So I really like this metaphor and what it stood for. Attacking the personal legend and dream chasing. So there's some great things in here about the idea of chasing a dream. One of them just right off the bat is that he, he kind of emphasized a lot that it's the possibility of having a dream come true that makes life interesting. You know, ch dream chasing really is fun. It's you looking at your life, going after some big goal, reinventing yourself, building a business, you know, all these things that I, I'm doing in my life right now. You know, there's, there's so much learning involved. It's, it's where all the fruits of life come from in my mind dream chasing and chasing your personal legend is stepping into being the person that you want to be. That is really exciting to me. I think oftentimes there's an argument of, of well, why do you, why do you always want more in, in life? You know, why are you not content with what you have? And I don't think that's really it. For me, chasing the personal legend isn't that I want more. It's that it's exciting to think about the possibilities. And I'm very grateful for the things that I have and what I'm doing right now. But having the mindset of chasing your personal legend and trying to live the best life possible is a exciting and fun and thrilling journey to go on. But chasing your personal legend is really happening right now. It's every day. It's in the moment. It's not in the future. The other cool thing that I find about chasing your personal legend, and this is also what I say about living an extraordinary life, which I think these two things are synonymous because I'm asking my listeners to commit to a lifelong pursuit of an extraordinary life, which is the same thing I believe as chasing your personal legend. And it all starts with a decision. And a decision is the very beginning. A decision to go chase your personal legend, a decision to live an extraordinary life. It all starts with that choice saying, I want to do this. But the exciting and crazy thing is, is that when you make that decision, you're diving into a current, as Paulo says, that will take you places that you could have never dreamed of. So the reason why I think it's so important to make this choice, this decision, is that you just don't know all the positive things that are going to come your way, all the life lessons learned, all the people you'll meet, the person you'll become, the work that you will do, the adventures you'll have, all of it will be because you simply made a choice to follow your personal le legend and to live an extraordinary life. And, you know, they're really is no right or wrong time to make this choice. In the book, there's a quote that says, now I'm beginning what I could have started 10 years ago, but I'm happy I didn't wait 20 years. And this is talking about one of the main characters in the book kind of reflecting on his life and how he was starting his pursuit of his personal legend 10 years later than he thought. But then he gave himself some perspective and said, but at least I didn't wait 20 years. So it doesn't really matter what age you are or where you're at in your journey it's never too late or too early to start chasing your personal legend. And the only thing that I think really stops people, and Paulo talks about this, is fear. In the book, he says, there's only one thing that makes a dream impossible to achieve, the fear of failure. I, I think the fear of failure is the root of it, but I think that you're always going to fear failure a bit. Like I fear failure, but it doesn't mean that I'm not going to try to make these podcast episodes or try to create more stories or try to go out there and 
meet more people. Like there's always a fear of failure, but I think the issue would be the absence of courage. If you are afraid of failure and then you don't act despite that fear being present, then the fear will win and you will never chase your personal legend. So if fear is the only thing getting your way, acknowledge that fear will be there, but you have to use courage to step, step up to the plate and to start chasing the personal legend um, that you were meant to live out. The interesting thing about this, and I just read this in another book, High Performance Habits, that I have done the episode on as well, where Brennan Bouchard says that the interesting thing about this, the dynamic relationship between fear and courage is that the more you act, the more fearless you become. So the first time you do something, you might be really afraid. You know, you might be stepping into an unknown journey and it's scary. But you do that 10 times, 20 times, 100 times, and that fear actually will go away. So all you got to do is not let that fear win right away. And you can go down an incredible journey that will take you to places that you didn't even know you could get to. So this one thing that's interesting because it's all kind of exciting at the beginning, making the choice, starting a journey, setting kind of a goal. And I related to this a lot to you know life in general where things seem super glamorous. So you're a college student and you're thinking about that first job and it's the main goal to get the job. And you get the job and you know you start to realize all the things that actually go on with that job. Or you're an entrepreneur and you want to start a business and it's all sexy and fun and glamorous. And then you actually start the business and you see that there's a lot more to be learned here. One of the key points of chasing the personal legend is that it's not about the treasure itself. In the book, there's a quote, you can't seek the treasure of the personal legend without wanting to actually live the personal legend. And to me, living the personal legend just means embracing the journey. The journey will have ups and downs and lessons learned and you will turn ways that you never thought you would turn. And it's so important to keep your head up in this process and to just ask more questions and ask more questions and always reflect and always be reflecting and always building more self-awareness. Self-awareness is really the key to finding this personal legend. And that may be one of the main elements is you're really just becoming more aware of your surroundings, of the things you're doing, of what things mean to you. You're stepping into your personal legend. You know, I think that more often than not, we won't have the kind of, we'll call it reflection time that, that Santiago naturally had as he was crossing deserts and had a lot of time to think. In our day-to-day lives, we have to give ourselves space to reflect and to build that self-awareness into this process. Because if you're not learning from the journey, then it's all going to seem pointless. If you're going through all this bad stuff and you don't really know why, then it's going to seem pointless. If you have a mission, if you have a thing you're driving towards, if you're driving towards an extraordinary life or driving towards some other goal, all the downs will have a purpose. All the ups will have a purpose. All the lessons learned will have a purpose and you can keep driving forward. And this purpose and this understanding and this knowledge is built through self-awareness and reflection. So that's a really important part that I want to really emphasize is that when you start to commit to this personal legend and to go on this journey and you also accept that it isn't like all sunshine and rainbows, then you actually learn to enjoy all the moments even that much more. You know, now for me, about 10 months into starting to working on my own, um, trying to make money with my brother, making this podcast, doing different projects. And now it's exciting for me when I, when I have something bad happen. And a week later, I, I actually find myself getting excited about it because it taught me something and I can just keep pulling these lessons 
and I can keep saying, seeing how my journey is guiding me towards my treasure. And that's really, really cool, I think, that I can find joy in the ups and the downs and all parts of that. Living the personal legend, living the journey is building self-awareness. It's understanding those ups and downs, and it's fully embracing all parts of that journey. And I'm sure there's more variables to that, and I'm going to continue to explore these variables um, as I continue to go on my own journey. And then the last big point he makes about chasing your personal legend is to not forget to follow your personal legend through to its conclusion. So this is really good. This is a paragraph out of the book. He says, what you still need to know is this. Before a dream is realized, the soul of the world tests everything that was learned along the way. It does this not because it is evil, but so we can, in addition to realizing our dreams, master the lessons we've learned as we've moved toward that dream. That's the point at which most people give up. It's the point at which, as we say in the language of the desert, one dies of thirst when the palm trees have appeared on the horizon. So basically saying like your answer or your solution or your breakthrough can always be right around the corner. And if you quit and don't see it through, when things get hard, then you're never going to get there. Most of the people that I've talked to on this podcast, most of the entrepreneurs I've met, most of the dream chases I've met, they all have a story of a hardship, of something went wrong, and then I had that breakthrough moment. And for all of them, if they would have quit when things got a little bit hard, then they wouldn't have made it to the point where they are now. You know, one guy that I had the opportunity of working with this past summer, he was running his business for eight years before he found the right market and the right product to offer. For me, the big lesson I took from him was just patience. But again, this goes back to what I was just saying about weathering the storm and finding joy in the journey. Because if you can do that, then you'll be less inclined to quit when things get hard. And if things do get hard, know that it's trying to teach you something. Know that there's a lesson the universe is trying to send to you and listen and listen and listen. And again, keep building that awareness and just don't quit. Don't let those feelings of doubt take over. And again, embody that courage and keep going because the more you go through, the more you learn and the closer you get again to finding your treasure and embodying your personal legend. So another interesting thing about that quote is that it talks about the soul of the world. And I haven't really mentioned this yet, but you know, one of the big things that I love about this book is that it really talks about how everything is connected and that there's this language of the universe and that the humans and animals and spirits and winds and earth and everything in it is all connected. And I really like that because it's true. You know, nothing is independent. We're all interdependent and we all rely on each other. And there's energies that I believe that are sent out in the world. And Paulo says that the language of the universe is love and that love is the thing that connects everything. If we showed love to each other, showed love to animals, showed love to plants, showed love to the earth, he thinks that love is the connecting emotion of it all. And what I think is really cool is, you know, he believes in the power of energy. So he believes that when you're, when you really want something that the whole universe conspires to help you achieve it. And what I think that really means is when you set an intention and you go after it with all your might and you put that energy out into the world and you're not just thinking, but you're doing, and you're not just thinking about these things, but you're actually out there doing it, actually out there trying things out there, meeting people that the universe will respond. You'll meet that person. You'll have a breakthrough. Something will, will come your way and you just have to, again, be ready for it and have your eyes open for it and be listening to it. And I really do believe that 
the more we send out the energy that we want in the world and do the things that we want that the world send us sends us things back and paulo says that there's really only one way to learn is through action he says everything you need to know you learn through your journey so again by going out there and doing things the universe sends you things but you also have to be ready to listen and to be there and to receive those lessons and those se- those lessons and those offerings of the universe to you. So continue with some of these life lessons that he works into the book. You know, again, talking on the theme of love, he really talks about listening to your heart a lot and that you really can't ignore your heart and that you should never stop listening to it. People tend to suppress emotions and suppress what their heart is telling them that they should do and that one of the most important things you can do is to never stop listening to your heart and what it wants and what it's telling you because he thinks that that is where you'll find your treasure. So again, relating all this back to the journey of self-awareness, of having a deeper understanding of the world, your heart is the main guide. It's the navigation system. It's guiding you towards where you want to go. And if you stop listening to your heart, it's going to be pretty hard to find that treasure. Another cool thing about love that he kind of throws in is that You know, when we focus on love, when the language of the universe is love and that's our emphasis, we're really striving to become better than we are. Not for ourselves, but because because we don't want to let down whatever it is that we're loving. So when you have a relationship, you know, you want to be better in that relationship because you want to make sure that you that person knows that they love you. If you love the earth, you want to treat it properly. So you want to learn more and be more educated about how you can treat the earth properly. If you love yourself, you want to Think about how can you be the healthiest and the happiest and how can you live the best life possible so you'll go off and you'll be better. Loving is a catalyst for striving to become better than what we are. So if you're struggling to find motivation to step into this calling and this journey, think about love as the first step. If you truly love yourself and want the best for yourself, then you would commit to doing things that would make you healthier and happier. If you want to love animals, then you're going to commit to trying to do things that are going to make animals' life better. You know, insert anything, but love can be a focal point for inspiring to act and striving to become better. The last life lesson thing that I wanted to mention from the book is this quote that he has, which is, the world's greatest lie is that at a certain point in our lives, we lose control of what's happening to us and our lives become controlled by fate. That's the world's greatest lie. So again, this relates back to the fact that we have a choice. And that choice is, in his case, deciding to pursue your personal legend and to live it out. In my case, it's committing to a lifelong pursuit of an extraordinary life. It's really always up to us how we want to live this out and at no point in life do we completely lose control of what's happening to us. We have the keys to our life. Each and every day we can wake up and we can choose to control our destiny and our fate. And there's obviously some things that are out of our control, but not all of it will ever be out of our control. We will always have a control of certain aspects of our life and especially a control of our mind. And this brings me into the last thing I want to talk about, which is just how Paulo just preaches being in the present moment. And there's just really a few quotes from the book that I wanted to read. And one of them is, when each day is the same as the next, it's because people fail to recognize the good things that happen in their lives every day the sun rises. So this quote's great because I think it just reminds us to be grateful and to be open to all the good things that are happening in our life, whether that's just in the form of food, sunlight, or a conversation, the fact that we have clothes to wear and we have 
houses above our heads and we have maybe a job or whatever it might be. But each and every day, there are so many reasons to smile and so many unique reasons to smile. So when days are starting to feel repetitive and like the same over and over and over again, it might be good to implement some sort of gratitude practice to remind yourself all the good things that are happening to you each and every day. Another great quote is, I don't live in either my past or my future. I'm interested only in the present. If you can concentrate always in the present, you'll be a happy man. Life will be a party for you, a grand festival, because life is in the moment we're living right now. So again, this personal legend and chasing it, it's about the journey, not the destination, as the corny quote said. It's about what's happening right now. It's about what you're doing today. It's about living in today. It's about mentally, physically, and spiritually being here in the present moment. And, you know, right now I'm, I'm doing research in my own life, trying to figure out well, what's the best ways to live in the present moment. And one way that I found is through meditation, because meditation is a way to train your brain to be here, focused and aware of everything going on in the present moment. And I mentioned this in my meditation one-on-one episode, one of the first episodes that I put out, but the default mode network, a part of your brain actually becomes less active the more you meditate. And this part of your brain is a part of the brain that really focuses on past events or future events. So the more you meditate, the more that part of your brain becomes quieter and the more the part of your brain that focuses on the present moment heats up. Now, there's only one example, and I'm going to continue to research on more ways that we can fully live and embrace the present moment. And then finally, the last quote about the present Based on the omens of the present, the secret, is, the secret is here in the present. If you pay attention to the present, you can improve upon it. And if, you improve, if, and if you improve on the present, what comes later will also be better. Forget about the future and live each day according to the teachings, confident that God loves his children. Each day in itself brings with it an eternity. So again, we're not going to improve the future by living in the future. We're going to improve the future by living in the present. Because if we do things today, that is what is going to better us for tomorrow. And in that last quote, he mentioned omens. Last thing I want to bring up real quick is that he really believes in omens. And we talked about this a lot, but again, this is listening to what the universe is telling you. This is, it all comes back to self-awareness again, which I actually didn't even realize before starting to talk about this out loud on this episode, but it's really being open and aware, mindful enough to see what the world's trying to tell you, to see what your heart's trying to tell you, to see what others are trying to tell you. And so you can, so you can properly guide yourself towards where you need to go in your life. To close this up, the book's really beautiful because basically what ends up happening is that Santiago makes it all the way to Egypt, but his treasure isn't there. He makes it to the pyramids, he starts digging, and the treasure isn't there. The treasure actually ends up being in the church where he started his journey, which was an abandoned church, which is where he slept with his sheep at night. So I loved the ending of this book. I thought it was incredible. And basically he went on this whole journey just to find out that his treasure was where he started. And I think the meshes here are really powerful. One, it talks about the power of home, which is saying you can go off in the world, but nothing will ever be like home and the treasure you truly experience at home. But also the lesson of, you know, I don't think you can truly fully understand what your treasures are in your life until you commit to going to finding them. Because again, Santiago would have never known the treasure was right where he was the whole time if he didn't go off and learn that. So now he's back at home and he understands, 
all the amazing things that he has in his life where he currently is, but he wouldn't have figured that out if he didn't commit to his personal legend, commit to living an extraordinary life. You'll never fully understand all the incredible things you have at home. And if you go on that journey and those incredible things happen to be someplace else and you want to move there, then that's something you, that's something you also would never realize if you didn't commit to going on this journey of your personal legend. So I really loved this ending to the book and I thought it was so powerful and so moving. And one of the cool things it brings up too is saying, well, he ends up meeting one of the people who right away told him to go on this personal legend. And the guy who told him, of course, kind of had this all knowing wisdom. He was a king and the king said he knew all along where the treasure was, that it was here. And he kind of said, well, why did you make me go on this journey then? And he's like, well, you would never have seen the pyramids of Egypt and they're beautiful, huh? And he's like, yeah, they are. So, you know, having your treasure be where you started isn't a loss. Not, oh, why did I do all that? It's thinking about, well, think about all the amazing things you saw along the way, all the things you learned along the way. And that is, again, it's all about the journey, right? In the cliche sense. So really embracing that and appreciating the fact that it wasn't about where the treasure was at the end of the day. It was about all the stuff you learned along the way on your journey. If I could leave you with anything after all this, it really would be commit. Commit to living an extraordinary life. Commit to finding your personal legend. Understand there's going to be twists and turns. Understand that at a focal point, you need to build self-awareness and live in the present moment because all the teachings of the world and all the things that you want to experience are right here in the present moment and never forget to stop listening to your heart because your heart is your main guide. It's your navigating tool. It's the language of the universe, which is love, which is guiding you towards where you want to go. And the final closing thing is that this awesome closing sentence in the book is no matter what he does, every person on earth plays a central role in the history of the world. And normally he doesn't know it. So committing to your personal legend is more than just about yourself. It's about acknowledging that you are playing a role in the history of the world. And that's an honor. That's a privilege. That's something that is incredible. And to take that seriously and with pride and with purpose is a, a pretty meaningful and beautiful thing. This book has done a lot for me and the stories are beautiful and it's so short. I mean, you can read it in a couple hours. So I would highly recommend picking up a copy, giving it a read, getting the audio book, whatever you want to do. But this book... I've recommended it to so many people and I just had to do an episode about it because it's made such a big impact in my life and I keep meeting more and more people who have such a very personal story with this book. So I think that you will really enjoy reading it as well and I hope that you decide today to go off and pursue your personal legend, chase those dreams you want to chase and go live an extraordinary life that you want to live. So with that being said, Paulo Coelho, The Alchemist, gotta read this book it changed my life and i hope that it also will change yours so as always go live an extraordinary life